Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. In this session, I would like to talk about how to overcome problems in our lives. In the last session, I taught about the causes of the problems. Number one, our enemy, which include our sinful nature, the devil, and the world system. The second thing that causes problems is trial and temptation. Trials or tests came from the Lord. Temptations came from the enemy, the devil. Number three, God's discipline or God's spanking. I have been spanked by God many times. Um, I live in the fear of God. I don't want to mess around and get the spanking of God. Not fun at all. And the fourth one, suffering for, the, for Christ or suffering for the gospel. So now we're going to look at the way how to overcome problems in life. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. Proverbs 4.23 Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. The first thing to overcome any problem in your life is to have a right heart, to have the victorious heart. I started to teach a series of lessons called Abounding Life. And I think I taught two times already. And when you listen to that teaching, you can see that the abounding life starts from having abounding heart. Everything starts from the heart. Because the Bible says the heart is the wellspring of life. In other words, whatever the heart condition is, it's going to dictate the whole life. If you have a bad heart, you're going to have a bad life. If you have a bitter heart, you're going to have a bitter life. The heart controls everything. It will come out from here. Whatever in your heart is going to come out from your mouth. If you have doubt in your heart, you're going to speak doubt, and then you're going to have problem. But because what you say is going to dictate your life. The Bible says, the power of life and death is in the power of the tongues. And whatever you say from your tongues, from your mouth, usually come from here. That's why you need to really deal with the heart first. Guard your heart. We want to have the right heart. What kind of right heart? The heart of faith. When you have faith, you always overcome. But if you have a doubtful heart, you cannot have victory. Faith food. Heart, faith-filled heart, give us victory. Jesus said that the world is full of trouble, and we can overcome the world by faith. We move the mountain, the problem, by faith. I remember one time I got stuck with selling my home. I bought another home, the second home, 
and I thought I'm going to sell the first home quickly. But by the time I bought the second home, that market crashed that next month. So it was so terrible. No one can sell the home. And I really prayed that God would give me the faith to speak miracle to my life. And one day I was standing in the kitchen. Suddenly the Holy Spirit worked in my heart to have supernatural faith. And not only faith, prophetic word too, that I'm going to sell my house within six weeks. So at that table in the kitchen, I spoke the word of faith. My house has been sold. Six weeks, the name will be gone from that house. And six weeks, it was gone. I spoke the word of faith and it happened because my heart is so full of faith at that moment. We need to fill our heart with the right things, such as the word of God. We need to fill our heart with the word of God. We need to fill our heart with the Holy Spirit, with faith, with love, with compassion, with mercy, with right thinking, with noble thoughts, everything that could fill it up. And then you're going to have victory even before you move. It just happened like that. The heart would dictate your future. I noticed that when your spirit or your heart is strong, you always have victory over any problem in life. Amen? So please check your heart on a regular basis. Not just check that you put the heat lipstick good enough or the put the color on the eyebrow good enough. Don't just check those things. Check your heart every single day to see any wrong things dwells in your heart or not. If you have anything wrong, get rid of it as soon as possible. Throw it away. Don't keep bitterness. Don't keep hatred. Don't keep selfishness. Don't keep negative thoughts or uh, revenge or anything wrong. Just get rid of uh, dirty things in your heart, ASAP. Because everything starts from your heart. Amen? If you can do that, you're going to have victory in life in every situation. Amen? I learned that for many years already. When I have the right heart, God always answers my prayer. God always gives me victory. Sometimes I see the impossible situation and I check my heart, I keep my heart right, suddenly supernatural breakthrough come in, just like that. One time, uh, one of my patients, I did a very successful surgery. He is about 69 years old, a man from who came to me with labor industry insurance. He got hurt in a job. The next morning, he woke up with a stroke because he had a cardiac problem, heart problem, all kind of problem. And he got a stroke, which is not my fault. Anybody can have stroke anytime. A few months later, I got a letter from a lawyer. He sued me. And the lawyer called me up one day and said, you know, Dr. Lau, we're going to wipe out everything in your life, your home. We want $4 million out of this. It means my house can be gone, everything, my car. 
He want to wipe out everything. And I was thinking, I did my best to help you. I did my part to be a good doctor, but stroke happened the next morning, and you want to sue me. I went to see my lawyer, and that is very difficult because it means I have to leave my job for two weeks to be in the court and try to defend myself. Wow, it was a heartbroken thing in my life to have somebody sue you that you did not do anything wrong. I met with my lawyers a few times. They say that you know you need to get ready. They will not back off. You have to go to court. And I just keep praying and believing God. This is a big mountain in my life. I thank you, Lord. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to be bitter against this man. I'm going to keep my heart right. I believe, even though it seemed like no way, even though. It seemed like a, this is a Lazarus situation, that the Lazarus was dead, but when Jesus show up, he can raise the dead. So I keep believing and believing and trust God. I never give up on having faith and believing that God gonna help me. And one day, around 8 a.m. in the morning, also Pastor Dan, I knelt down in our bedroom too, and we pray, God, give me justice. This is not right. He want to wipe out my finances. This is not right. We sat down. We nailed down and prayed together, husband and wife. You know, power of prayer, power of right heart, power of faith. I have to go to court in November. By mid October, I got a phone call. The number I don't know. Normally, I don't pick up the number I don't know because I'm afraid that it was a, you know, some kind of. Hacking to talk to me to sell me some product, but when I look at the number at 8 a.m., the Holy Spirit told me pick it up right now. So I pick it up. This is Mr. So and So. Oh, you're my lawyer. What's going on? I want to tell you the good news. That patient back off. He canceled the lawsuit. w h o What a big, big good news! The problem was lifted out of my lap and my shoulder, because I keep the right heart. I pray. I trust God. I have faith. God performed a miracle for me. You can see, the heart is important. Number two, that is the first one. Everyone say, "God, my heart." How can we take care of our heart? Number one. The Bible say the word of God is our spiritual food. You must be diligent in reading the Bible, studying the Bible, listening to the good teaching. I notice all over the world, in my observation, all over the world, any country, whoever listen to the teachings a lot nowadays no excuse. We have internet free of charge. You can listen to any teaching free of charge. You don't have to pay money. People who pay, uh, who listen a lot, always have victory. Something happened to them financially, of healing, or the family get miracles. People who are in the word all the time because they feed their heart with the word of God. Amen. Number two, you need to hang out with people with the right heart because you can feed each other the positive thing. 
if you hang around with negative people, you can be in trouble because they're gonna keep talking doubt to you, talking negative things to you. You need to hang out with good, faith-filled, strong Christians who speak positive, speak faith, speak blessing, speak prosperity, healing. Don't go around with people who always speak negative, because faith come by hearing and hearing. Of whatever go into your ear. <laughs> If you hear the negative thing, you're gonna have faith in the negative thing. And what happened? You're gonna get the negative things because you have faith in the negative things. You get things by your faith. Amen. The second key to have victory over your problem is that you need to know biblical principle. You need to be led by God. The Bible says all scriptures are inspired by the Holy Spirit, and it's good for teaching, rebuking, training in righteousness. So all of God's people will be equipped to do every good work. The Bible talk about being led by God. How does God lead us? God lead us two ways. Number one, by the Bible. How do you know what to do in life? God put that book, the Bible, to give you principle how to deal with things in life, how to be a good husband, how to be a godly wife, how to be a good employee, employer, how to be a good citizen, how to be a successful parents. I noticed that my daughter and my son-in-law could have raised their children better than me. And Pastor Da, we did a good job already, but they did better job than us. You know why? Because they grew up in the church. They know the Bible, and my daughter bought a Christian book of how to raise kids from, like, born, one month old, two months old. She read every chapter, and she raised the kid according to the way of the Bible. And we noticed that our grandchildren are doing so well, very well trained, very obedient, very good heart, because they follow biblical principle. I give you biblical principle that you can follow. For example, if somebody offends you, what should you do? If somebody make you upset or say something to hurt your feeling, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? Matthew eighteen, fifteen to seventeen say, if your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault. Just Between the two of you, if he listens to you, you have won your brother over. But if he will not listen, take one or two others along, so that every matter may be established by the testimony of the two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. Treat him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. The principle is that, from the Bible, if you have any problem with anybody, the best thing to do, go directly to that person, talk it out between two of you. Don't get people involved at all, just two of you. And if he doesn't listen, get somebody have higher authority than you to come with you and talk and resolve the problem asap. Okay. This happened in my church sometime. 
when somebody did something wrong in the church, the person who involved will talk to that person first. But if it doesn't resolve, then that member will take me and Pastor Da and talk to that person. And if that person doesn't listen again and cause damage in the church, I will announce that to only the group involved with that person. I will not announce in the whole church because my church is bigger, 400 members. So I will get involved only a small group of people. We will not do the worldly way. What does the worldly world do? Gossip. You know, that person is doing bad. I want to tell you. Could you pray for him? But actually not pray. Gossiping. And then, next person, gossip, gossip, gossip. Keep gossiping about the mistake of that person. What happened? That person is destroyed. And the whole church break up. Because somebody is going to take side of that person. Another group will take side of this person. And the church break up. The best way to handle anything that brings conflict to you is to go directly to that person. Don't take the issue out to outsider at all. Amen? That is a biblical principle. What are the biblical principles? i give you an example. Malachi chapter 3, verses 9 to 10. You are under a curse. The whole nation of you, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, say the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. The Bible say the biblical principle. The Bible say ten percent of our income. Is the Lord. It's holy portion. If you keep it, you cheat God. You rob God. That's why a lot of people still in poverty. Because they rob God. If you want the blessing from God, you need to be faithful, tither. I and Pastor Da tied to church, tied to God, since we were one year old Christian. We never forgot. After we got saved for one year, we went to a Baptist church. We heard this message. Pastor Dan and I look at each other's eyes and say, we're going to obey the Bible. We will not cheat God even one penny. I set up God's account. Every time my money come in, I pull out from the top 10% and with offering, put in that account and never touch that money. That is only to give to church, to God. I never touch it. And let's see how God blesses financially so much. It's amazing. We rarely get sick because we never cheat God. So all these biblical principles you need to follow. Biblical principle of loving people, forgiving people, being faithful, don't miss the church, Hebrew 10.25, be a giver, be generous. All these things, you need to follow biblical principle. That's why the Bible says that my people are destroyed due to the lack of knowledge. When you don't know the Bible, what are you going to do? You make mistakes all the time. You do wrong things all the time, and you get into troubles. 
because you don't follow the biblical principle. Not only following the biblical principle, you need to also learn how to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it's not clear whether biblical or unbiblical. It's not clear because it's not saying in the Bible. In order to have victory, you need to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I give you example. One time, a 72 years old patient came to me with left hip pain, leg pain. She went to see orthopedic surgeon, and the orthopedic surgeon say, "Oh, your MRI show abnormality at L4, 5, lumbar 4 and 5 and you need a fusion there. Put the screw in and rod and fuse L4, 5 I look at the same MRI, and the Holy Spirit speak to me. No. It's not L4-5, it's L3-4 on the left side. With that small bulging disc, that is the problem. Now the two surgeons have different opinion. One say fusion, I say no fusion, I just do. And different area too, 4-5 and L3-4. I listen to the Holy Spirit and he said to me clearly, non-touch L4-5. Do the simple surgery at L3-4 on the left side. 45 minutes surgery, not four hours. I did. She came back to have a follow-up. Two weeks later, all the pain gone. No more pain. Small incision, 45 minutes instead of big incision, back fusion, and she come out. She still have pain because it's a wrong procedure. Thank God for the Christian doctor who are filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, if God leads you, you will have always have victory. He's going to tell you what to do. Sometimes people ask me to invest money with them. The Lord told me no. I say no. I'm sorry. I'm not going to invest. I don't want to get involved with this. You need to be led by the Spirit. We have a whole series about being led by the Holy Spirit in the YouTube. Please go and listen. The whole series about 22. Sermons in there. It's so good. I believe with all my heart, Christians, you need to have faith. You need to know the Bible, and you need to be led by the Holy Spirit. You can have faith. You can know the Bible, but if you make wrong decision because you don't get led by the Holy Spirit, you can be in trouble too. Everything Jesus did in his life, he was led. By the Spirit of the Living God, very important. Amen. Amen. Everyone say, "Guard my heart." Number two, led by God, by the Word, and by the Spirit. The last one, the third principle, Proverbs chapter three, verses five to six: Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. We should be led by the Spirit, and we should trust God. Trust God. If you want to have victory over any problem in life, 
We need to seek God, seek God's help, trust God, and depend on the help of God all the time. Everything. Seek God, trust God, and depend on the help of God all the time. Psalm 34, verse 10. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Everything you do, turn to God and seek God. What should I do here? What decision should I make? What should I say? Ask the Lord for His wisdom. You will never lack good thing in your life. He promised you. Seek the Lord and He will provide for you. Amen? Amen. This is the way I live for a long time. Anytime I have something come up, I always turn to heaven and say, Lord, I cannot handle this myself. Could you please help me? Could you please provide for me? And he never failed, even one time. I pray, I seek God, he answered. He brought people in, he brought money in, he sent people to help me. Always come true when I seek God. Always look up to God. Don't depend on yourself. Always say, God, help me. Psalm 33, verses 18 and 19. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear Him, on those whose hope is in His unfailing love, to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. What kind of people that are going to live above the natural way? Always have victory. Other people get into trouble, we have victory. God take care of us supernaturally. What kind of people? Those who seek God and fear God. Their eyes are on God. They want to please God. Matthew 6.33 But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Seek God. Depend on God. Seek the kingdom of God first. God come first in your life. Matthew 7, 7 to 8. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receive. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Let us have this lifestyle, okay? Everything, look up to God. Please God, fear God, seek God's help, pray, ask, pray all the time, talking to God all the time. Anything in your life, you just talk to God, ask God to show you, to help you. Let him get involved in everything you do. And you're going to have victory over any problem in life. Amen? I remember... Many years ago, in my clinic, we have two clinics. One clinic is in Bellevue. Bellevue is a very luxurious city. A lot of rich people there. And at one point, the owner of that office wanted to sell that 
office to all the doctors. So all of my friends, my partners say, "Hey, we need to buy this office so that we don't have to pay rent anymore." It sounds very attractive to own a building in Bellevue, and we don't have to pay rent anymore. I came home and prayed with Pastor Da. Da, should we buy this? We don't have to pay that much because eight doctors can share, and they sell so cheap. We pray, and eventually the Lord told me. I look up to God and say, "God, tell me what I need to do with this building, with this office. Should I buy it or I should let it go?" The Lord told me, "Don't get involved. Don't buy it." So I did not pay in. Now, all those doctors who own this room are in trouble right now. Who? I feel bad for that. I don't want to tell you the story. What is going on with that room, with that office? But I am free. <laughs> I don't get involved with this mess because I listened to God eight years ago. Don't get involved with this office. Don't buy it. God knows the future. Please get Him involved in everything you do in your life. Seek Him. Fear him, listen to him, amen. Ask him. Psalm. I never told this story to Pastor Da. Maybe I tell you later on what happened in that office. I never even share with you. It's a long story. I share with you maybe tonight when we go back to the hotel. But the good news is I'm not in a mess. Psalm 46, verse 1 and 10. Psalm 46, verse 1 and 10. God is our refuge and strength, and ever-present help in trouble. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. You see, if we worship God, we love God. No matter how big the mountain is, He can help us to have a supernatural breakthrough. A big army came against Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat put the worship team in front of his own army, little army. They began to seek God and worship God. The soldier of the enemy killed each other. They did not have to even pull a knife out to fight. The enemy killed each other over there. You see, when you worship God. You seek God, you fear God, you look up to God. He fight the battle for you. Amen. He will help you. Wow, it's so good to be a Christian, huh? Amen. Wonderful. You don't need to deal with a problem in your life by yourself. You just listen to God, let Him help you solve the problem for you. Amen. Amen. He is a good God. He is a God of the breakthroughs. He's a victorious God. Thank God. The problem is that sometimes we are so prideful and we try to resolve the problem ourselves. And we keep struggling and struggling instead of turning our eyes to God and say, "Hey, I need your help. God, I trust you. I'm going to live my life for your kingdom." Amen. If you can do all these things, God going to give you victory. Amen. Remember this. Problems that come to attack you is not actually 
originally from the Lord. It's from the enemy, from sinful people in this world, sinners, world system, and sin, and the devil try to attack you. Let me read this scripture to you and encourage you to believe in who God is. Matthew seven nine to eleven. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone, or if he asks for a fish? Will give him a snake. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? What kind of gift God want to give to us? Good or bad? Is God good all the time? Is God good completely? Does God have any bad part in Him? Zero. So the best friend you can have in your life is God, because He only gives good things to you. Amen. You can look up to God and say, "God, give me good things. Give me good job. For me, give me good members." Give me good grandchildren. He will give me good things. I pray for my two daughters. You have two daughters too. I pray for my two daughters and my son too. But my son's still single. That the Lord will give good, good, good man to my two daughters, and God answer us. My son-in-laws, both of them, very good. Oh, bless my heart to see my daughter marry a good godly man. It's so wonderful. God give good things to us. We need to believe, amen, amen. and trust Him. Any bad things come from the devil. So when the bad things come, what do you do? Complain? You need to exercise your authority. You need to rule and reign on this earth. You need to say, "In the name of Jesus Christ, you must go. Get out of here. Sickness, get out of here. Poverty, get out of here. You must command them to go because they don't come from God. You have the right to command them to leave your life. Amen. Don't ask God to take them away. You tell them to go away. You have authority to tell them to go away in the name of Jesus. Amen. But what do you ask from God? What do you ask from God? Good things. If bad things happen, what do you do? Get out of here. You push them out. Amen. Hallelujah. When we overcome all the problems in life, what happened to us? What happened to us after we pass all these tests and trial and overcome and have victory? James chapter one verses two to four. Consider its pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops. Perseverance, perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, 
not lacking anything. God allow problem to come in so that we can exercise our faith and authority. And after we pass the test, we will become more mature. We will become stronger, and we will be promoted, and we will be blessed even more than before. So learn how to fight the problem with these all three keys. Number one, keep the right heart. Two, follow God. Follow the Bible. Follow the Holy Spirit. Three, always look up to God, seek God, trust God, and fear God, and let Him be involved with your life. With these three principles, you come out every time. You come out every time, and every time you come out, you become stronger. It's like you get promotion from second grade to third grade to fourth grade. I have faced so many problems in my life, and I remember when I was a young believer, when the problem come in, my face looked really. Oh, what am I gonna do here? I was so immature. I was so immature when I was a young Christian. But after years, after year, I passed all these tests, all these problems again and again. I overcame problem, overcame problem again and again. Today, when problem come in, I smile. Really, it's a piece of cake. Why? I become more mature. I become stronger than 20 years ago because I have passed all these tests. I have experiences of overcoming problems in life again and again and again. He wants to make you strong to the point that you don't cry like a baby anymore. When anything happens, you just smile. It's a piece of cake. You overcome. Just like Jesus. Jesus was so strong. Just like King David. When he was a young boy, he's just like this. The giant knocked down. He did not come out to the battle with Goliath and say, Goliath, you look so big. Oh, oh. No, all this year when he was a young boy, he knocked, he broke the neck of the lion. He tore the bear down. God let him overcome all the problems in his life. So when the time he met Goliath, oh. <laughs> not Saturday night fever. Saturday night fever. Not like that. He's just like this. and chup. Is that right? Saturday night fever, they do something like this. Okay. Have you ever watched Saturday night fever? Okay. Okay. Some of you are too young to watch that one. It's in the 70. Okay. <laughs> I, my prayer for the members of my church and all the people who, who relate to me is that one day you're going to be like that, like King David, like the boy David. You just stand in life. You smile. You're happy. You're not upset. 
You're not crying like a baby. You're so strong. You are like the martial art guy. Amen. You are the soldier of Christ. The enemy may come five of them. You just and then walk again, just like that, because you're so strong in your faith. Your heart is so good. You know the word. It is written. Get out of here. You look like Jesus. It is written. Get out of here. Should we become that kind of Christian? Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let us grow up spiritually to be strong Christians. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you so much for teaching all of us, Lord, tonight the principle of victory. How to overcome problems in life. Help all of us, Lord, in this room and all the people who are watching this teaching in the internet or listening through any media or CD. Help them that in this generation, they will be more than conquerors. They will be like a victor, a soldier in Christ. There will not be babies who cried and complained and yell and throw the tantrum. They will be strong and they know how to use spiritual weapon, the sword of the Spirit, the Word. They know how to be led by the Holy Spirit. They have the good heart, like Abraham, like David, Joshua, Caleb, Paul, like Jehoshaphat, like the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And they will, Lord, always look up to you and learn how to depend on you, follow you, trust you, Father, in this generation. Oh, Lord, help us. Anything in our life, any wrong attitude and motive in our heart, you will take them away from us, Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the hand of the living God or the Spirit of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Let me ask this question. Is there any one of you who call yourself a believer, but you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit? Before Jesus went up to heaven, in Luke chapter 24, verse 49, he said that wait in Jerusalem until you receive the power from on high. The disciples obeyed Jesus. 120 of them went to the upper room in Jerusalem. And they were waiting on the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Until 10 days later, the Spirit came. Filled them up. And the Bible says, they spoke with other tongues. It's so important that we are filled with the power of God. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is not about salvation. Salvation comes by believing in Jesus and repenting of your sin. But after you're born again, you're still living in this really wicked world. You need the power to fight with wickedness on this earth. 
And God gives you power by filling you with the Holy Spirit. So if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, maybe only two of you in this room, I don't know, one, I will pray for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit tonight. First, that is the first group. And then I will pray for the second group. Any one of you never been filled and want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I will pray for you. If you are that person, could you come out here? I pray for you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.